In this week's Environmental Almanac, Rob Cantor brings in one of his students to talk about an unusual Illinois plant. One of the assignments for my environmental writing class asks students to explain a scientific question in terms accessible to a broad audience. Here, Gwenna Heidkamp does that with reference to a very rare Illinois plant. Most people associate cacti with the southwestern United States, but one cactus, brittle prickly pear, is found in the Midwest and as far north as Canada. You may not even realize these tiny cacti are in our backyard. They grow in clumps branching along the ground, connected by easily detachable fleshy green oval pads with long thorny spines all over, and they rarely get taller than your hand. Given its ability to thrive in cold conditions, ecologists may find it strange that brittle prickly pear isn't found in the East Coast. There are some experts looking into the why. Enter Dr. Eric Ribbons, professor of biology at Western Illinois University and leading expert on brittle prickly pear. He has spent over 25 years studying this little cactus and may point us in the right direction. One of his articles based on data collected around the Midwest is published in Halcytonia's 2012 journal and describes his findings. Dr. Ribbons and fellow researcher Lucas Madger used a common tool called ecological niche modeling. They use environmental variables to predict reasons why brittle prickly pear has a distribution across the Midwest, but not the eastern United States. One factor is that brittle prickly pear only blooms when it has a lot of resources, so setting seed in new places doesn't happen very often. Using chromosome counts, ribbons, and madger were able to look at the dispersal of brittle prickly pear and how it matches the movement of bison and other large mammals historically. This tiny, cold, hardy plant was first found by Thomas Nuttall in 1819 and is frequently found in the northwestern U.S. into Canada. The furthest southeast brittle prickly pear has been found is in northwest Illinois, and it is registered as endangered in Illinois in the USDA Plants Database. Based on Ribbons and Madger's ecological niche model, brittle prickly pear would not survive well in the East Coast based on sporadic precipitation patterns and constant temperature throughout the year. Comparingly, the little cacti thrive in the Midwest due to consistent rainfall patterns and the large seasonal shifts in temperature. Dr. Brenda Milano-Flores, plant ecologist at the University of Illinois, shares that many land managers use ecological niche modeling to try and predict what will happen to rare plants in the future, and it largely depends on rainfall and temperature. When discussing rare plant conservation in conjunction with the changing climate, there is a lot of unknowns, but using a variety of environmental factors, soil type, precipitation, and rainfall, help contribute to understanding future models better. In a discussion with Dr. Ribbons, he predicted that climate change will be really hard on brittle prickly pear because of their inability to move around very well. Fortunately, conservation efforts are being employed as to not lose this species. Hand pollination, seed banking, and assistant migration are all used to help protect and increase native populations. Certain human interventions have proved very beneficial to our native Midwest cacti. Dr. Ribbons is one of the few people who have seen brittle prickly pear up close in Illinois after it was rediscovered at Savannah Army Depot, which has been an EPA Superfund site since 1989. Curiously, brittle prickly pear is saved from a local extinction by being able to survive on polluted land. This Superfund site could be protecting brittle prickly pear from habitat destruction due to limited human access. For however long the Superfund site is protected, brittle prickly pear will persist. But in the future, will there be a habitat for a hardy little cacti? Can the species reach predicted areas through other dispersal methods? Future research may be needed, but ultimately, only time will tell. To find out more about Environmental Almanac, to listen to it again, or to see lots of photos, follow the links on our website at will.illinois.edu. And you can read Environmental Almanac on Sundays in the News Gazette. The Environmental Almanac is a service of the University of Illinois School of Earth, Society, and Environment, where Rob Cantor teaches courses in environmental writing and issues.